This is the Throne Room Thoughts Podcast, where we are meeting every week to discuss living from a position of power, living with boldness, living with confidence. This is the practical podcast where we are walking out God's principles and promises to see the best manifested for our lives. You are the CEO of your life. You have the God-given power and authority to live a purpose-driven, successful life. Hi, Facebook. Good night. This is the final week of money and matrimony. How are you guys? Good night, Facebook. We are here for week five of money and matrimony, the final week of our live summer series podcast. How are you guys? Staying cool, I hope. It is hot today. So we are back for another final live episode of Money and Matrimony. Yay! Really? (laughs) (laughs) It is Mr. Philip and I. Yeah, it's been a great four weeks. We've had some good discussion. Yep. A lot of thoughts and and share-outs from a lot of people who tuned in, you know? And it's just, um, it's been a good time to hear people's thoughts on money and saving and family and budgeting. Um, and so, yeah, we're in our final week and kind of just going to wrap up everything and talk a little bit about what we learned, Stay in the what theme. we spoke about over the four um, past few weeks. What happened? You're in and out, in and out. Oh, the quality. I could fix it on that. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So we did. As Mr. Phillips said, we had a great um, four weeks. This is week five. This is the final week. We've been with you guys every week for the month of July. And we just wanted to come to you guys to have a live discussion and open up the forum of the Throne Room Thoughts podcast to discuss things such as money and matrimony, family and finance, and everything in between. So we've had some really dope discussions. And thankfully um, to you guys who've participated and who have been open and honest and told us some of the things that you guys do and some of the tips and tricks that you guys use in order to manage your finances. So that's been super helpful. Last week, we had a really, really nice discussion discussion about how to get young people engaged in um, their finances and how to get young people interested in actually developing a work ethic and looking at how to earn money and to as opposed to us giving everything to them and handing them everything on a silver platter. And so that discussion actually was very helpful for us because we learned a few things that we didn't already know. So that was awesome. And so today we are here. So today is going to be a little bit different than the other um, episodes, only because today we are going to spend our time um, recapping the lessons and the strategies and different things that we learned um, throughout this time that we've been doing the research and reading the books and gathering the information. So we just want to leave you guys with some really practical tools and we want to um, leave you with the lasting impression of things you could actually begin to do right now that will improve your financial literacy as well as um, improve your financial future. So today is going to be very packed with lessons, tips, tricks, strategies. And we're going to share with you guys some things that we even been um, learning and discovering right along the way. Some stuff we discovered today. So stay tuned. Mr. Philip, what say you? 
Um, hey Naomi, thanks for tuning in. Um, Naomi, yes. how are you, lover? She was a regular over the past month and sharing out a lot. Yes. And sharing nice information with us. Naomi was big last week in um, our discussion with sharing how she got her teenager to actually do his chores, save his money, and um, purchase the kind of things that he wanted for himself. And um, that was a really, really dope lesson that we learned from her. Yeah, so thanks for coming here. We have a special guest, too. Yes, actually, who will join us in a few. We have a special, speaking of youngsters and speaking of young people, um, we do have a special guest who will be joining us very shortly. So stay tuned. We want to keep the young people engaged. Just so everyone's aware, the, uh, the AC is off. That's why we are also, <laughs> we, will, we will sweat more and more profusely as time goes on. Yes, <laughs> yep, it's hot. Because we're recording video, so the AC is too loud, so we have to shut it off. Um, hopefully we'll fix that in a new studio. Ow. Um, so let's see how that works out. Facts. Uh, but yeah, okay, so let's uh, recap. Um, one, of the, one of the things I, I liked, uh, one of the conversations we spoke about uh, for this month was budgeting. Yes. And, um, budgeting is not a dirty word. That's yeah. the slogan for the, mm-hmm. budgeting, for the budgeting conversation. It is not a dirty word. Mm-hmm. And so it was, that was, that was a, a good time. And we spoke about having goals. And also thinking about your quality of life and things that are important to you, your yeah. value system when yeah. you're budgeting. Exactly. And so there's nothing wrong with, like, if you like to have a good time and go out and listen, that's a, that's a, that's a value yep. system. And there's nothing wrong with it. There are people who, as they say, work hard, play hard, you know? Yep. And if that's, if that's there's, there's um, a way to do that that can still work for you financially, you know? Absolutely. So, again, ha- knowing what your values are, kind of having a goal of where you want to be and what you want to do. Uh, will help you to get there. So that's one of the takeaways for me. How about you share one out? Um, one, is the door closed in there? Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. One of the, um, one of my biggest takeaways, well, first of all, you know, you guys know I like to either open with a nice quote or with um, some sort of statistic, um, statistical information for you guys. So today I'll be opening with a quote from None other than Warren Buffett. If we're talking about money and we're talking about investments and wealth and financial literacy, then who better to look at than one of the richest in the world? So Warren Buffett says, quote, do not save what is left after spending. Spend what is left after saving. And I just wanted to um, pick that quote and highlight that quote, because as we spoke about budgeting and as we spoke about trying to manage our finances, the idea of saving and investing came up. And I think it is important for us to acknowledge that we should aim to save and invest first, and then you spend what is left over. And so that came from Warren Buffett. Again, he said, do not save what is left after spending, spend what is left after saving. And then you know what happens when you do it that way? You don't have to have buyer's remorse. Buyer's remorse is a real thing. Like there's been so many times that I've bought things and been like, wait a minute, I probably shouldn't have did that. Maybe I need to consider what could go back and what I really don't need right now. And so um, if we actually spend what is left after we save, then we don't have to worry about feeling bad and feeling guilty. So I really like that and um, wanted to highlight that. So one of my takeaways, for I have um, a few that I'm going to share with you guys, but the first one that I want to talk about is to be honest with yourself about your finances, first and foremost. 
in the very first episode, we talked about when is the appropriate time to tell somebody that you're dating or courting or interested in about your financial um, status, right? When is a good time to have that kind of discussion? And so as we talked about that and as we spoke with you guys and you guys gave us your input about that topic, we came to the realization and I certainly came to the realization that um, – before you could even begin to discuss, oh, this is what my credit score looks like and this is how I handle money and, you know, this is how I handle fiscal responsibility. Before you can even begin to discuss that with somebody else, you got to be honest about that with yourself. You have to be um, real about where you are financially and where you want to be and what it's going to take for you to get there. So lesson number one for me, be honest with yourself about your finances first and foremost. Mr. Phillip? And then you have to do that before you can be honest with someone else, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You're not going to be comfortable having the discussion with somebody else if you know that deep down you're not where you need to be. Like, no one's going to be like, yeah, my credit score is a 540. Like, who want to say that? Nobody. I mean, but what if it is? And how do you, how do you, how do you, you know? How do you what? How do you deal? I mean, you still have to communicate that to, to someone. I mean, you do have to communicate that, but you know what? This is how I feel. Because mm -hmm. I'm very solution-oriented. Like, and it's, it's, there's a lot of, you know, it's, the, it's the, the Aries in me. It's the oldest sibling in me. It's the social worker. There's a whole lot of factors that go into my, how my brain functions. And so as a solution-oriented person, I think it's okay to say, this is what my credit score is. However... This is what I'm doing in order to address it. Or this is where I see myself and this is the plan I have in place in order to get there. You know, I mean, if your credit score is, you know, not good and, and, and you're embarrassed to say that, then that's a perfect time to examine what you need to do so that you can pull yourself up out of that embarrassment. You don't have to be embarrassed and ashamed and lie or embarrassed and ashamed and omit. But allow that to, to, to point you in the direction of, all right, you know what? I know where I'm not where I need to be. I don't even want to tell nobody what my score is. I'm so ashamed. What needs to happen to change that? So, I mean, I think it's, I think as long as you have a plan in place to do better. Um, so we got to talk, babe, because my score is like. The devil is a liar. <laughs> don't play. Don't play. We have a conversation after. No. You. I, took a, I took a huge hit. Yeah, right. Uh, Listen, last couple of days. we looked at your score just this morning, honey. You are in great shape. Praise the Lord. Yes, you're in great shape and it's going gonna, it's gonna to get better. So thank God for that. But, but again, we did the work. We were honest with each other. We supported each other through the process with the budgeting and with the looking at our finances and being honest about what needs to change, what has to cut back. And it's helpful when you're on the same team. And it's not listen, it's not a it's not a fun process, especially when you're building. Right? It's 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 <laughs> it's it is it's annoying, not. it's frustrating. It's not. Um because it's like it when you when when your work and your all the time you spend at work and all the how you spend your money, when all that is just summed up to just a number mm -hmm. um between what uh, 500 and 850 or whatever, I mean it's it's frustrating to, to see that. Because mm -hmm. you know you work hard, you know mm. you're saving. You know you're doing your best. You know that maybe you had a little too much fun a few years ago, but you fixed it. <laughs> right. And for you've some changed, reason, these, you've since changed your ways. Agencies are not like working with you to kind of help you. They're truly not. Like wait they, till you wait till you guys hit a bond that we about to drop on y'all in cut, a few. They cut you down quick. Yep. 
And when it's time to build, it's like uh, slowly Slow dropping. building, right? So, pay something late. And all you got to do is pay it late one, one time. time. Let's be clear. We're not talking about chronic late payers and people who never pay bills on time. Like, you could be paying everything on time forever, and pay something late one time and the severe hit your credit takes and the amount of time it stays there and continues to report that late payment. It's like the most unfair thing ever. I can't even tell you. Yeah, the, the high achievers, those who have high scores, um, it says their last, they, they haven't made a late payment in the last two and a half years. Yeah. yeah. On average. So it's like, you know, they've, they've been that consistent for about two years yep. or more. So it's it, and the thing about the scoring is it's about, and I mean, and it makes sense because the scoring it, it looks at your track record, right? So it's looking at consistency. Um, so it's looking at how you've been spending and how you've been doing over the past, you know, yeah, uh, two, three, four, five years. So it takes a while to build that, you know. Yep, it takes that it does take a to while. Get that done. Does. Trish says you can't even get a credit increase. I mean, you <laughs> you can. I mean, it's. it's <laughs> You Not can, with them can, late payments showing But you up. can get a credit increase fast and you can get a loan. You can get a... That's a fact. Mm, that's so a fact. figure that out. Yep. They will give you... They will, you know, make your... You know, use the right, you know, algorithms to make your score look great enough for a credit card. So you could continue to have that revolving debt hanging over you. But then try to get a mortgage loan and it's like the criteria is a whole different criteria. Yeah. Oh, boy. Is it a different criteria? And a much more um, strict criteria as well. So... You be thinking you're doing good, and you like, what? I'm in the mid sevens. I got my whole life, and then you try to get the mortgage, and you're like, wait, six fifty? What? This can't be right. And Trisha, it's like they Trisha use a different. Call, am I still greasy? She still calling me pee greasy, Trisha. You look. I just like did something. You don't look greasy, but you do look. I don't I'm, even want to say. I don't want to say. Blazing light. Listen. Like, too, I feel like I'm gonna. <laughs> Trisha, you got me pee greasy. You don't look to, greasy, just, honey, but you do look wet. I didn't want to say it out loud, but the, uh, we're, we're going to be honest with each other. You look wet. Rayan made a good point. Rayan says loans are out of the picture, and the loans that are offered would have you tied up for life. Facts. That is 100%. Yeah. You got to look at that APY. You got to look at that, that interest rate. That's 100%. Well, yes. When a loan for like 90%, yeah. these credit cards, 27%. Yeah. Outrageous numbers. Oh, man. Outrageous numbers. So if you carry a balance, you know, you're paying dollars and cents on what you're actually borrowing by the time the interest actually kicks in. It's like insane. So if you're a person who's paying the minimum, and of course, sometimes um, there does come a point in time, especially when you're trying to chip away at debt, there does come a point in time where all you can pay is the minimum. Mm -hmm. And that's better than nothing because at least you're keeping everything in good standing. But if it's your normal practice to just pay the bare minimum, um, you're you're not doing anything. You're not yeah. making a dent in your um in your debt when you're trying to minimize your debt. Just paying the minimum isn't doing anything if the interest rate is so so high. It's and also like crazy. it depends on your balance. If your balance is too high too, if you have yeah. a five thousand dollar limit and you're like four four nine, the interest on that four thousand nine hundred is going to be more than your minimum uh, monthly payment. Yep. So it's like it depends on how much you you spent. <laughs> And also, it's it's a very uh, tricky system. So talking it about is, the the is. whole credit situation, just so you could stay there for a little bit. Um, so we use the Credit Karma app, um, and you know Mint.com and Creditwise and a few other apps, Experian. And so it's like the good. I mean, it's it's great to have these apps, especially the free ones. Yeah. Um, they they give you hints on your score and yeah. what things are affecting your score. Um, but what you have to be aware of is that there are different algorithms that's used. 
um, in, in, in calculating your score. Yeah. And for different reasons, depending on what what kind of loan you're trying to obtain. What we've come to understand is that a mortgage, um, a mortgage bank might use one criteria, a credit card and a car loan might use another criteria. And so it's just, yeah, different criteria, which, which yield different scores. Exactly. So the, the Credit Karma uses, um, I think, a, a Vantage 3.0 scoring system, um, which, is, um, which generally gives you a, higher, a much higher score. Yeah. Sometimes so 100. That you look good for the credit card. Sometimes like 100 points higher. Yeah. <laughs> um, like literally. Yeah, literally. So yeah. you, ha- you have to realize that when they, when they run your credit for a mortgage loan or for a car loan, they're using the FICO scores. And within the FICO scoring system, there are multiple types of scores. There's yes. a FICO 8, yep. which is what's generally used. And there's the 5, and then there's the 4, there's 2. They're, they're different. And, and I paid recently um, for a monthly um, report from FICO yeah. um, where they show you all the... They show you your, your, your three unions, right? Equifax, TransUnion, and yeah. Experian. The three and then they show you uh, the score your FICO 8 score, but then they show you the other score model for other types of loan, like a right. mortgage loan. and uh, Like a FICO 4. Exactly. Yeah, for and example. And so when, you, when you're getting a mortgage, when you apply for a mortgage or a car, they're looking at the FICO, they're using FICO 5, 4, or 2 scoring algorithms, which weighs you more as um, they're trying to gauge your risk. Mm-hmm. Like, how risky is this? Can, can we trust this dude yeah. with this money? How, how able is he to pay it back? Yeah. Right? When you get a credit card... They use a different scoring system, which makes you <laughs> gives you a little Look bit a little of, better, a little better because a little now more leverage because they can guess what gave you more money. Yeah. So they hey, you can have this five thousand dollar credit card, but you can't. We can't trust you to pay this house. Yeah. I mean, you have to think about that, people. That's that's intentional there. That's not like a that's a weird. That's it's not like some type of you know um, like it's intentional and, yeah. and it, the system is geared for you to be a constant borrower. Yeah. Right. That's what it is. Yeah. That's that's it's, the point. It's it's, it's created to keep us in a cycle of borrowing um, and to keep us wrapped up in debt. And, you know, the thing about it is sometimes for a lot of us, there's so much debt that we can't even begin to to imagine how to dig ourselves out. And what we had to learn through our process is that the first thing we did when we were trying to clear debt was stop borrowing. Stop borrowing. So we stopped using it. Everything was like on freeze. We stopped using credit, stopped trying to get credit cards, um, you know, looked at different loans we had, um, things we had in collection and figured out how we could bang those things out, whether it be call and try to make a payment arrangement or call and try to knock down whatever the amount was that was due mm-hmm. um, and get that stuff off of our credit report. And so it, it, it is difficult and it is challenging because we get fed this narrative from society that you should be able to have anything you want as quickly as you can get it. Yeah. And what's the quickest way to get something you can't afford? Borrow or steal. I'm just saying, and we, we ain't going to advocate stealing. I'm just saying the two ways that people get <laughs> stuff quick. I ain't saying to steal. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. You never did that second way, right? Um, what'd you say, honey? Huh? I'm sorry. I'm hearing this thing. Upst- um, I don't know what's going on here. So, yeah, so those are the, 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 the two quickest ways, right? If you don't want to work for what you want, if you don't, you know, babe, you talked about 
um, systems and processes and these different kind of things. Mm -hmm. If you want to try to circumvent the process it takes to build and the process it takes to work, save, stash things away, chip away at debt, you know, penny pinch for, for a season and for a small time period so that you can get what you really want. If you're trying to circumvent that process, then you're going to be like, yo, I'm going to just borrow. I'm yeah. going to just use this credit card. And so there go, therein lies the cycle that we get caught up in. Trish says they try to get you anywhere they can. You don't like shopping? We'll give you a credit card for something else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they even have um, what you call care credit for people who have prescriptions or people who wear glasses and these different kind of things. You use care credit typically for medical expenses. And it's like, just like you said, Trish, oh, you don't like to shop, but I know you would like some nice glasses. Who, who doesn't need glasses to see or whatever the case is? And it's like, oh, okay, you want to apply for this care credit? And you're like, all you're doing is you're just at the eye doctor trying to get a pair of frames. You don't want to have to get a credit card to get a pair of frames. But they're constantly shoving these, you know, these different ways of borrowing down your throat. And even when you show up with the money for the item, it's like, hey, what about the? Uh, yes. You want you want to save a little? You want to save yes. uh, ten dollars or twenty dollars so we can um, tax you yeah. for over a hundred dollars over the next <laughs> two years? Exactly. It's like you can't even have money anymore. Like yeah, it's, it's uh, so true. You show up <laughs> with cash to buy things, and they're like, "But why are you spending all your cash on this?" And you're like. But what's the other solution to borrow and pay interest? Oh, but yeah, but you don't have to borrow the whole thing. You can put a just put a lump a sum bit. down and just borrow a little bit. But am I still paying interest on the little bit though? Yes. So then, how is that a better solution than just paying cash for the whole thing outright? I remember when we went uh, to look for the car. Yeah. And the uh, sales agent, uh, he was like, I mean, don't pay, don't put everything down. <laughs> He's like, keep some of that. You could use that for something else. Yeah. Um, and just borrow the bank. You get a, you get a low. So I'm like, yeah. am I paying more or less in the long run? Well, it's, period. It's, well, you have to. I mean, I can't. I can't even explain to you what he tried to say because <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. I'm like, am I paying more or less? Very Are simple question. Are we still question. paying interest? Like, help me figure this out. There's no. Is it zero interest? Right. Oh yes, the first um, six, twelve months, but then it's uh, t goes to twelve. I'm like, so in the long run, am I paying more or less for right. for this? So this is what the car costs today. Mm -hmm. So if I borrow the fifteen thousand that you that he was suggesting, right? Put down whatever amount and ju and just borrow like fifteen thousand from the bank. Wait, so when I'm done paying off that fifteen thousand, is the would I have paid more than the thirty? I need to know. Like, <laughs> is that, like that's the bottom line question here, and it's just like it was very it was an interesting experience for us to have because you know you're taught. You hear people say once in a while, oh, cash is king. And you're like, oh, I got this cash. I'm going to buy what I want outright. I'm not borrowing. I'm not paying no note, whatever. And they're looking at you like, why are you spending all your money on this? And it's, listen, and I just came out of paying a car note for six years. You can't get me to do that ever again. Yeah. <laughs> ever, ever again. The Bible says the borrower is slave to the lender. Slave. I'm sorry, but that is just one form of bondage that I'm not signing up for. Mm -hmm. No, no. Mm-mm. Not after, not after uh, digging myself out of the trenches. So I suggest if you're looking to do a, a mortgage or a car loan um, to spend some extra money and actually get the FICO score. Yeah, so you have the, a very the, clear I think picture. it's the advanced member. It's not the, it's not the basic one. The basic one just gives you the FICO 8 score. But the, the next level up, which I think is $30 for the month, and you could cancel after a month, it gives you um, all the scores among the different... Um, hmm. You know, loans that you look to borrow. So I suggest doing that to save yourself the trouble 
of seeing like high sevens or, or almost eights on your feeling good about credit your karma. Whole like, life. yo, I can get like two houses, and then you yes. they run your score six eighty, yep, six twenty. It's like, whoa, you're not even out of the sixes, and you're like, that's not possible. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, so how is that possible? <laughs> yeah, those some of the apps use a different scoring metric, and yeah. so it's like you have to be aware of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, good to be in the know. Yeah. There's not a lot you can do about it because they have the option to pull whatever scoring yeah. system they want, but it at least makes you aware. And that way you could decide what adjustments you may um, have to make if possible in order to get where you want to go. Yeah. You have to realize like this, the, the entire, when I say the system, I'm talking about everything in terms of just economics and um, employment, education, like everything is kind of geared towards a certain type of person, someone who borrow, borrows a lot and spends a lot. Yeah. And so it's like if you fit that model, it's like you will struggle in in the environment. Yeah. Um, but you will be a part of the the you know the wheel of that cycle. So it's like you have to um, really adjust your thinking and look at things a little differently if you're trying to break the mold. Yeah. Otherwise, it's it's really impossible. Yeah. Because the system is not set for you to be uh, a self a well self actualized individual who saves and invests. It's like no, those people who do those things break out. They're not part of that cycle. They're not the, the they're not yeah. spending. They're doing some significant doing things like, differently exactly, than what so. than whatever the common way is. Yeah. Yeah. So um, lesson number two for me, get your spending and saving under control until you're debt free. Your money isn't truly yours. We operate under the illusion when we get that check that that is all our money and we have the right to spend it however we want because after all, we earned it, right? We showed up to work for 40 hours that week mm -hmm. and we earned that money. So that's our money. And it's like, eh, until you are debt-free, um, then it's not really your money. You're always really operating from a deficit because you always have to pay out to someone else. So um, the biggest, the second biggest lesson I learned was how important it is to have my saving and my spending under control. And let me be clear, the struggle continues to be real. Uh -huh. The struggle continues to be real. Starbucks. When it ain't Starbucks, it's Dunkin'. And when it ain't Dunkin', it's Amazon. I'm about to buy stock in all three of these What's places. The, what's the deal with Amazon? What's going on? It's the prime, right? Like the two-day shipping, the low. It's, oh, it's only $5. Let me get 40 Aw, don't be like that. Don't be like that, <laughs> Judgy Judgington. I'm just... Just, I mean, we did, we, looked, we we reviewed our budget mm. last night or the night before. I think it was the night before. Two nights ago, and it was like, I I mean, I'm going through my checking account and I'm just like listing all of the different um, things, you know, and the price and everything, and I was embarrassed because there was so much Amazon on there. They need the uh, Amazon. Where you at? I need to be an Amazon influencer. At you this need point. to start buying some stocks or something. I really do. I'm gonna look into <laughs> it. Honestly, I'm gonna look into <laughs> it. I need well. stocks in Amazon. Uh, Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts at this point. Hopefully they're affordable because those stocks are probably like super pricey yeah. um, per share. But um, but yes, so getting your second lesson, get your savings and your spending under control. You can do it, guys. You really can. It is challenging, but you can do it. Don't let your money tell you what to do. Tell your money what to do. Tell that thing to behave. Mm -hmm. Not to be out here embarrassing you, just leaving you, fleeing and absconding. Tell your money to behave and to cooperate with your plans and your objectives. Good. Babe, what other lesson did you have? Um, lesson number three. I don't have any other lessons. You don't? No. Okay. Well, I do. Um, I'm just joking. Lesson no. Oh. So, um, <laughs> when it comes to finances, it's good to be in a in a place of like constant learning, 
right? Very you, true. You've, you've never arrived to a place where you know it all. And so reading books, you know, watching uh, videos or, or movies or doc I love documentaries. Um, just, just in your mindset, just, just be aware that there's always more you can learn. There's always yes. different things you can be, mm-hmm. um, you can be privy to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, you know, mutual funds and investment and stocks and dividends. A lot of these things are still foreign to, to a lot of us. And it's just like when you start looking at reading that stuff, it's like a headache sometimes. Like, oh, yes. Jesus. Like another um, language. Yeah, it's like another language. But it's like you, you can't. It's like that because it may be complex. Um, you can't allow fear to stop you from like where, where you need to go. Yeah. Because if you if you if you are afraid of that or if you the things you fear or the things you you speak ill about are the things that are uh, moved away from you. Yeah. Some people have a bad attitude towards money, towards investing, towards people who are rich. They, you know, it's, they're bothered by that. Like if, it, if, if that's the case, those things will not be a part of your life. Like you can't be... Um, what you can't you have f- a negative attitude yeah. toward what you desire. You can't, you can't be what you fear. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, or, or what you what you speak bad about. It's like if you want to be that thing, then you have to learn what that thing is. Yeah, and just and, and just develop a, he- a a healthy relationship toward that thing. We have such unhealthy relationships um, toward money. We have such unhealthy mm-hmm. emotional relationships toward money. The validation we get when we wear a certain thing, the need to look like we represent a certain thing with material items, and these kinds of um, poor relationships that we have with money, and so. Um, there's no way we're going to have more of it if we have a negative relationship to it. We want to develop a positive relationship to money and to wealth so that we can attract more of it. Yeah. And so it's a mental thing. So we, we speak about practical things that you do. Um, but the first thing that you have to do is, is right here. Yeah. Um, change your mindset. Change your mind. Change your life. Change your mind. Change That's your life. That's going to be great. Facts. All right. So in, in, for the past few weeks, we've been speaking about money and also about family. Right, because it's marriage and matrimony, and, and we're talking about kids and how <laughs> Naomi shut out last week a, a great points about yes. great points about um, getting her son to work for what he wants through his chores and actually buy the stuff he likes. Yeah, and so I spoke a lot about my son Jalen and and <laughs> and the stress I've been putting him through to to learn about the money and savings and stuff to make him read <laughs> something about money. How dare you? <laughs> so he's, he's here. And so I told him to come on for a second and just yeah. talk a little bit, talk to you a little bit about um, um, money. Oh, hi, Stephen Campbell. How are you doing? I carry as little cash on me as possible. Try to only use the debt card. Uh, works for me. Sounds good, Deacon Campbell. Yeah, Sounds the debit good. Card, it's not a credit. Debit is actually, you know, your cash on hand. Yeah, so that's it's still like, your money. It's still better than, yep. than credit. Yeah, and better than carrying more cash than you need and just, like, blowing straight through it. Because as they always say, once you break that 20, all bets are off. <sighs> what happens to the rest? What happens to the rest? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> no, nothing. You it's you like, spend oh, 50 cents. Like, that yeah, 1950 is 20. done. Like, yeah. what? Oh, man. This was 20. No, no matter what, once you break a 20, no matter what the mm-hmm. item costs, you spent $20 You spent $20. <laughs> No matter what, Trish says my struggle. My struggle is me swiping, swiping like it's an endless amount of money in my account. I have to learn to take a reasonable amount of cash out and just spend within the amount of food, within the amount for food and gas. Absolutely, and it does take discipline. Even if you don't take the cash out, a budget will help you. If you tell yourself, "Listen, for my lunch, I need forty dollars a week, sixty dollars a week, whatever the number is for my for my lunch at work," then that needs to be all you spend. 
they have a they have a method that Dave Ramsey um uses um and they actually they have like an app or something called mm-hmm. envelope envelopes or whatever, right? So you literally take out every However amount of money you allocate for this particular thing, you take out that amount of cash, you put it in the envelope. That's all you use for that. So when the envelope gets empty, you're done with that. It's not like, oh, the envelope is empty. Let me go take out another 20. It's like, no, I allocated $60 in cash for food, for work. Mm-hmm. And I've, it's Wednesday and I already got through the 60. Looks like it's a peanut butter and jelly type of situation. Or it's a tuna fish sandwich type of situation. Like, those are your only options. And it does take discipline and it does take consistency and a lot of effort. None of what we're saying is easy, but it doesn't have to be easy. It's not designed to be easy. The easy way out is to stay buried in debt. That's what's easy. So the work is well worth it. All right. So um, let's, let's, bring, um, let's bring our special, special guest on. Mr. Jalen Phillip himself. Jalen Phillip. Talk a little bit about his uh, experience with, uh, and he's going to be honest, right? Yo, you don't play around. Uh, he's going to be honest and, and read about his experience. And while he's here, honey, go wipe that. yourself down. Stop talking about my face like it's greasy. Go wipe yourself. It's not greasy, it's wet. Stop putting me on the light. Wipe yourself down. Check on them two kids who are clearly trying to bring us down. Jay, put your headphones on. And get into get into the thing so you could see yourself, the camera. I don't want to hear What do you mean you don't want to go on the camera? Can hear you you still right. got to talk into the headphones, reg- I mean, to the mic regardless. Like this? Yeah. So Jalen is here, guys. He said he don't want to go on the camera. He acting shy. The biggest mouth all knows all the rap lyrics and all of this stuff, but he said he don't want to go on the camera. That's fine. <laughs> all right. Okay, Mr. Phillip, Mr. Jalen Phillip. So, um, tell me what you have learned about money since your dad has been going through some stuff with you and having you read books and having conversations with you. What have you learned about money? Well, um, one thing that I learned... Closer. Talk closer. Don't be shy. You're not... They're not even... They can't even see you. One thing that I learned about money is that, like, you have to earn more than you're spending. So, like, if you're working a middle-class job as, like, a teacher... You can't go buying like expensive cars, expensive expensive clothes, and like I want yourself that you can't afford, or else you're gonna go into debt quicker. Absolutely. So what? So what you said, Jay, is very um, significant. You have to always be conscious that you are not spending more than you're earning. You know what's crazy? That when um, when my husband and I do our budget, and when we look at you know, there's been places where we've overspent and where we spent more than we actually budgeted for or anticipated. And it's like when you see that number start going into the other direction and you move from the positive into the negative, it's scary because it's like you are looking in black and white at at the reality. Right. So just like Trish said, sometimes you think you have more than you, you really do. You swipe your, your debit card like it's a credit card and you think the money is just appearing out of the thin air. But when you look at your budget and you look at every dollar and cent and you realize, oh, it's only halfway through the month and I'm already 80% past my budget, that looks crazy in black and white. And so it's a really sobering and humbling thing. So, yes, like Jay said, you never want to be um, spending more than you are making. So I know your dad had you read, um, had you reading with him, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. What did you learn from Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Um, one thing that I learned from Rich Dad, Poor Dad is like the use of assets and okay. how you have to have a lot more assets so that you can earn money consistently so that you're basically not spending that much. You're not really like spending that much, but like you're earning a lot so that 
you are financially stable to er, to spend what you have to. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. A big lesson about assets and liabilities and um, all of those different kind of things. Um, excuse me, Deacon Campbell. Deacon Campbell says, wow, you guys could do a show about, you guys can't do a show without kids crying in the background. Who's better than you guys? <laughs> Listen, Deacon Campbell, the struggle is real. The struggle to share your heart with the world and to have conversations that are beneficial to you and your people is real because our kids don't have any kind of filter. They don't behave. Only Jay. But the other two don't. So the struggle is real. Um, what do you think about being an entrepreneur? Um, I, I think that being an entrepreneur is good to be. I think it's a good thing because, like, if you're an entrepreneur, you're not working for other people. You're more working for yourself. Yeah. So you can pace yourself better mm. and know what you're working for. Yeah. So that you can actually have, like, a career more than a job. Mm, very important. A lot of people are just showing up to the job, but you do want to have a career. You do want to be doing something that you love, that you're passionate about, and that you are driven by. So that is a really good thing. Now, let me let me ask you a little quizzy quiz. What is an asset? Um, an asset is something that consistently puts money in your pocket. Well, you better come on, Jalen Phillip. You better come on now. Out of the mouth of babes. Hallelujah, Jesus. That is exactly what an asset is, people. Something that you spend your money on that continues to put money in your pocket after you spent it. Could you imagine? Look at God. You buy it, and after you're done buying it, it continues to put more money in your pocket, or it continues to become more valuable than the original price that you bought it at. Awesomeness. Okay, um, do you think you're too young to worry about money and stuff like that? Because I know usually when your dad is having you read, you're like going down, you're dragging through, you don't want to do it, you want to play NBA K2 Live Part 3 instead of doing anything else. So like um, when your father's having you uh, read these things, how do you, do you, how do you feel about that? Do you feel you're too young and you shouldn't have to worry about that? Um, I feel like I'm not too young, but I just don't want to but like i want to but like i just don't have fun doing it like, <laughs> i think that yeah. kids like you can never be too young to do it so that as you're a child it's easier for you to develop habits as a kid than it is for you to grow up and have to deal with it Facts. it's more stressful when you're an adult than jamaican people child. say you bend the tree when it's in the ground when that thing grows and it's a strong oak all bets are off so exactly what jay said and i think it's important um it's important that he's being this honest and that he's being this real. He hates doing it simply because he's a he's a young kid and he's not having fun doing it. And that's okay because that's appropriate for his age. No, no kid his age is going to be like, yes, let me read this book on assets and liabilities. But um, the other important thing that he mentioned is that he's understanding the value of it. He understands that although he's not having a good time doing it, he's not too young to be doing it. And that is always um, the mindset that that his father and I have in, in, in the back of our mind is that although we know that he's not necessarily enjoying himself, it's still not too um, early for him to be learning this stuff. Do you have any parting words for us, uh, Sir Jalen? Thank you for spending time with us. Thank you for imparting that knowledge and that wisdom on us. Anything else you want to say about finances and money? Um, no. <laughs> Well, thank you, sir. You could pass it on back to your dad. Go on, get. Get. Get up. Get up and get on out of here.
Yo, I, I'm still hot and sweaty. I'm it's sorry, hot, babe. Yeah. I'm hot too. Deacon Campbell said, I have to say I'm off today. That's why I'm getting a chance to listen. You guys are awesome. Keep ser- keep serving in every way. Oh, thank you, Deacon Campbell. We love you. Good job, Jay. Thank you so much. Some really good things to to say there. Um, uh, don't worry. So, so one of the things I do with Jay, which he hates, every time I see him, I show him. Naomi said, "Thanks, Jay." (laughs) I show him his uh, I show him his Acorn app, and the Acorn is a pretty cool app. Acorn is a great app. People look into it. Yo, you want to know something? You want to hear something? What? Tell me. You got stats? I downloaded a Acorn yesterday. Really? Yes. They have this roundup thing, so it's like if you every whatever you spend, yeah, the balance to a dollar is what they round up, and every five dollars they move that into an investment. Yeah, and listen, it's not it's not like a rich overnight situation. Um, but Nor sh- when you're investing, it's not it, sh- it shouldn't be. Yeah, it should it be didn't. about sticking in it for the long for the long haul. And so it's it's a great tool, and so his allowance goes into the Acorn app, a portion of. It. I mean, Jay's in a great situation, right? He has. Uh, uh, two hardworking parents who do a lot of different things, and so. You know, he has, um, he has a lot of great things going on. So, But I think it's good to, you know, let your kids, as, as he said, it's not fun, but he sees the value in it. Yeah. So that's, that's a big part of it. And to be clear, he has four hardworking parents. Four hardworking parents. Exactly. Yeah, he's Stay got four. Stay focused four. out here. Um, okay, Winning. so let's talk about lesson number three as on the topic of being so too sweaty. young. Uh-huh. On the topic of being too young or too old, my um, third... My third... Um, takeaway lesson from our money and matrimony series is that you should invest in your future now he's probably trying to tell us about the parking this podcast episode is going to sound absolutely insane he can just go babe absolutely insane um invest in your future now it is never too um early to invest in your future and you are never too old to start to try to you know do things differently so um invest in your future now we we operate under the assumption that we'll we can do it another time there'll be another time that's better than this time another time that's more convenient than now and that's just not how it works you know life is so crazy and i've seen so many different interesting things happen um at a young age and so i'm i'm wise enough now to know that there's not this whole thing of like well i'm young and i have time like nah you don't you don't have time as a matter of fact we have less and less time every day we wake up and so with that in mind we need to start to invest in our future now um naomi asked me a good question in terms of what what apps are good to use oh okay honestly i think if you have not already it's good to have a financial advisor um, who, someone who's, I mean, one of the things uh, that I'm learning about, because I have a startup I'm working on, right? And they teach you in the startup, like you have to, ha- you have to find people who are smarter than you. Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, like these guys, that's, that's how they were able to grow um, so well. They, they were very um, innovative by themselves. They had great ideas, but you had to have people around you who are better, who are smarter. Yeah. A good leader does that. A good leader surrounds themselves with people who are smarter and who are better. Absolutely. And so you can't, you can't expect to Watch a few YouTube videos and then become a master day trader and you know get out and start making real money. It can happen. Not be I'm not day saying, trading from the Acorn app. Exactly. I can't, I'm not saying it can't happen, but uh, if your lifestyle is based around having to work and having kids and other responsibilities, yeah. you don't have you don't have the time to invest into that 
to really make it work the way it needs to. Because people who yeah. do that and do it well, they do yeah, that only. They do that only, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So it's like it's a good idea. We are able to through um, Dave Ramsey and Peace University. They they advise us on some advisors. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. They gave us five options, and we we met with a guy out in Queens, and so now he's our advisor. Yeah. And there's no limits. And he's super dope. You don't have to have 50K, 20K, 10 yeah. Like, start wherever you're at. There's no limits. Yeah. And he's great. Like, he, this guy is awesome. Like, he tells you, we have all these great ideas, and he's just like, nah. He's like, actually, that's not a real business plan. That's a hobby. Uh, he broke my heart with that, man. Yeah. He's like, because I have my company, Per Performing Arts, and I've done shows and musicals. and I've, You know, I've done, I have uh, music on iTunes. Like, I have Albums real tangible everything. work, you know, and I've worked really yes. hard. Yes. And so he's like, you know, you have this business. I'm like, it's my business. He's like, is it a business or a hobby? And what we're is, like, in what situation what would this awesomeness like, be a it's hobby? LLC. I went through all the work of setting up the accounts, and it's, you yeah. know, I've made money. Like, this is he's a like, real oh. thing. He's like, what's your business plan? What's your plan? What's your projected to, income? Uh, this, what's your, this do year? you have a profit and loss statement? And we're like, oh, shoot. I'm like, well, what you see is I'm actually in the building phase, and I'm trying to get things. He's like, it's a hobby. Yeah. He's like, and, you know, just call it what it is. And if it's a hobby and you need that for your mental health, <laughs> then you can just say that, was, you know, and, and fund it accordingly. Yeah. If you want to fund, if you want to fund, Find your hobby. That's listen. That's no problem. Yeah, well, let's just call it that. Let's call it what like, it is, though. Yo, what is and it's, going listen, on? Listen, it's true. And we need we need that. Scripture talks about not having a, a a higher image of yourself than than you really ought to. Right? Having a very accurate insight of yourself because sometimes we really think it's a lot more going on than what really is. And so when the when our financial advisor was like, listen. That's a hobby for now. When it starts yielding income, when you can look at a profit and loss statement, when you have a business plan and a strategy in place for yeah. how you're going to get continued revenue, that's then that's a business. And I was just like, wow. But we need that sobering reality sometimes. We need that sobering look at ourselves. Lesson number four for me, from as far as my takeaway lessons, was to never stop learning. Always keep yourself thirsty and hungry for knowledge and seek that knowledge and... Um, be prepared to put what you're learning in place. Put it into practice. Never stop learning. One of the easiest ways and one of the most common ways that we learn is through reading. And we shared a couple of weeks ago the books that we've, we've been reading and the different things we've been doing. I've shared on my personal IG that I read a new book every month. This month, I'm not going to lie, I've been slacking on my pimping, not going to front. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be reading Divine Time Management. Um, But because of so many other things happening right now, my time management is telling me that I need to take it all in stride and not do too much. So um, I haven't really been reading my Divine Time Management book as much as I would like to. But my goal when I started the year was to read a new book each month. And so each month I've shared with you guys. Hi, Sister Laurel. How are you, beautiful? Welcome back, Trish. Um, My goal each um, month for for when the year started was to be reading a different book each month and to actually take my notes and develop my affirmations. I do believe that it's a powerful thing, the things we declare and the things we say out of our mouth um, and the things that we agree with in terms of what God has to say about us. And so um, as I read my different books, I've been also... um, developing affirmations around the different lessons that I've learned and and things like that. So um, lesson number four, never stop learning. And you can learn via reading. Yep. Do you have any other lessons, honey? Um, No, I I, I think it's just been a a great all-around time of of, of learning. Yeah, it's been a nice five weeks. And experiencing, you know, sharing our our experience with, with finance and trying to, you know, take our situation to the next level of right. life and it's 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 
it's one of those things. It's, it's a it's a progress. It's a process. Yeah. You know, it's going to take some time. It's going to take a lot of effort. Um, but the habits you build, one thing I'm appreciating, the habits you build doing this are habits that affect your life in general. The things yes. that carry over into other aspects yeah, they, of they carry your over. life in terms of, you know, being consistent with at work. Yeah. You know, and if you can be on your finances and budget and, and hold on to that really well, you find that you can do apply the same, you know? The same principles in, in other areas. In other areas and be successful yep. as well. So that's one thing I like about it. It's like you, you're growing as a It's not about the money. It's like you're growing as a person as yeah. well, and there's nothing more <coughs> powerful, and there's there's nothing no greater gain That's right. than you being better and Absolutely, and so. investing in yourself. We invest in so many other things that don't yield the, the, the appropriate ROI, right, return um, on investment. So when we are investing in things, and, and, and either you're investing in something or you're wasting it. So when we're investing in something or when we're spending our time, spending our money, exerting our energy, we want to do it in the way that yields the best results and yields the most benefit. And when you invest in yourself, when you invest in what you know, when you decide to um, to increase your intellect on any given subject and then put what you've learned into practice, what? You are a killer combo. That makes you a force to be reckoned with. And so investing, as you said, babe, investing in yourself, there's no better investment than that. So what's next for Through Room Thoughts? We spend a month of, what uh, was it, July? Talking about marriage and matrimony like money what? and matrimony money yep. and, matrimony, and yeah. family and finance and everything in between what is next in october throne room thoughts is going to be one year old wow omg nice. throne room thoughts and the throne room thoughts podcast will be a year old in october so i have a lot of things planned for you guys and a lot of things happening especially um when we're when we begin to close out this year and going into next year. And so stay tuned. Um, Throne Room Thoughts Academy will be launching um, at the end of this year. And that will just be a curriculum that I develop in terms of coaching more one on one as well as group coaching that I want to offer um, and some different courses and master classes that I want to offer to you guys as well. Throne Room Thoughts, when I when God originally gave Throne Room Thoughts to me as a ministry, the goal was always for it to be a community, a community of powerful thinkers and people that dare to believe what God said about them and live from that place of belief and live from that place of agreement with God. And so everything I do where Throne Room Thoughts is concerned is centered around that fact, the fact that God says to come boldly to the throne the throne of grace where we can receive anything that we ask for and anything that we need. Um, so with that thought in mind, um, throne room thoughts Academy will offer actual, um, one-on-one services for me, more of my time, more of my energy and more, um, support for me, one-on-one support for me. And, um, and those kind of things. So, I mean, it's it's exciting. It's an exciting time. Um, I'm excited that Throne Room Thoughts is going to be a year old. I'm excited that the podcast is going to continue to do what it do and reach you guys and um, and offer a platform for um, me to impress upon you guys the things that God wants me to say. So I'm excited. Awesome. I'm excited, too. I, I can't believe it's a year already. Time flies. I know. Um, but... Uh... So where can people find um, the podcast and, you know... The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts as well as SoundCloud and on the Throne Room Thoughts website, www.throneroomthoughts.com. I also have um, a wide array of devotionals that are available on the Throne Room Thoughts website as well. Um, And I'm going to be... 
um, putting more devotionals up there. I have actually a 30 day affirmation that I am um, in the process of developing. I am plowing away. I have everything already um, outlined and I just need to really just format it and make it nice for you guys. So, you know, it's, it's moving. It's moving. It's exciting. Throne Room Thoughts is going to be looking a little different. When I come to you guys in October, my background is going to look a little different. But it'll be good, um, good different, positive different. So stay tuned. Wonderful things. God's doing amazing things. I always see people on IG saying things like God is on the block. And it's like God is not only on the block, God is in the house. Hey. So it's exciting. It's an exciting time for us to be doing things. Um, speaking of which, Perth Philip, do you have anything that we, we talked about different apps and we talked about different um, resources in terms of um, financial literacy. Do you have anything personally that we could look forward to in terms of that stuff? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, my, I'm, I'm also still in development for my uh, financial app. And so yes. that's going to be, you know, some more things will be coming out in the fall of this year. Um, again, that tool is going to be something that's going to help you to um, stay on top of your literacy as well as uh, earn some money. So it has um, right? very double components. benefit. Yeah. You get a double portion. Double portion. Investing so. in yourself as well as um, as well as helping others at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a lot where that's involved. And so, I mean, I'll definitely hear more about us, more about it as it's ready to, you know? Yeah. Stay tuned, to, guys. To come out. So I, I appreciate everyone who helped me with the survey a few weeks yes, ago and, yes. and respond to the survey. I got some, you know, great da data to um, work with yeah. and to, you know, build some things. I mean, it's like I'm trying to figure out f from just an everyday standpoint, like what, what are your thoughts about money and, you know, and being a person who's financially literate? And what that means to you and how that can help you to um, be a better person for you and, yeah. and just for your family as well. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, we all, like, we all want that. We all necessarily want to be rich. We all, we all want to be in a place where we can provide a great life yeah. for our family. And not be worried about And for ourselves money. and not worry about if something happened tomorrow, if I lost my job, if, yeah. you know, something happened with the house, if yeah. the car got, you What know, would happen to my kids if something happened exactly. to me? Exactly. That, that place of worry, that's not freedom. Yeah. And so when, whenever we speak about being free... And my definition of freedom is to have, to be able to live beyond emergencies and beyond um, uh, major catastrophes and yeah. still not be in a place of like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen to me and yeah. mine? And Absolutely. so I, I want to be free. And yeah. my goal is to be free at that level. Yeah. And God wants that for us. Let's be clear. The Bible says whom the son sets free is free indeed. And that's free in all ways. Free from the kind of things that disrupt your peace. Free from the kind of things that disrupt your relationship with God. Free from the kind of things that the world tells you you have to have and you have to do in order to be whole and be successful. So when we talk about freedom, we mean freedom in every sense of the word and in a very holistic way. Spiritually free, financially free, emotionally free. And all of those um, important things. Yes. <laughs> um, Naomi says she wants to be wealthy. I was reading her comments. So I was, I was responding to, you know, yes. um, be well. I'd like be wealthy, you know. Yeah. But be certain your mind is, is rich of knowledge. Yeah. Right? You need your mind to be rich to be, to be wealthy. Yeah. Um, wealth is, wealth is, awesome. a, wealth is like um, it's something, it's, it's, it's a tool, but it's like it's, it attracts to a certain type of individual, yeah. a certain way of thinking. And yes. what I realized, if you start thinking a certain way and 
you start doing certain things differently and then certain opportunities that would not otherwise have happened will start yep. to happen for you. It's Absolutely. like it, it's a cycle Absolutely. that starts from your mind yeah. changing. Just like salvation in the faith. It's like the renewing of your mind is, is the catalyst to yes. a lot of other things happening. It's the yes. same thing. It's like the same principle. It, so it's the like same exact change your outlook towards money and, and saving yeah. and investing and finances yeah. and and debt and all these different things. Change your and mind about the way you see it, the way yeah. you view it. The, the scripture says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so when you commit to thinking differently about things, when you commit to seeing things differently, it opens up like a whole new dimension, like literally a whole new dimension of the world opens up to you and you start to have access to things that, not that they weren't there before, but mm -hmm. your mind wasn't open to them before. Yeah. So now that your mind is open to it, now that you're ready to receive it, you start to have access to it in ways that you just didn't have access before. Um, I tell you guys this all the time. There is something significant that happens when you have intent when you have consistency, when you have discipline and you start to operate from that place, the world begins to literally bow at your feet. There's nothing you could desire, no plan you could put in place that you are not able to, um, that you're not able to navigate once you have the right principles. The thing, the thing for a lot of us is we want the success, but we don't want to work. We want a job, but we don't want to work. And you don't want to take the risk. Right. And then, I mean, and for us in, in, in the, I mean, we call that faith if you're a believer, right? right. You believe in, in what's not there, but it's, it's, it's risk. Yeah. And there's nothing that removes the risk. Like Steve Harvey spoke about, um, I saw a clip about jumping. Yeah. It's like you're not going to get to where you're going unless you jump. You got to jump. Yeah, you have to. You got to jump. You have to fall. You have to take that risk. And yeah. even if you're well planned and you want to be well calculated, that's fine. Yeah. But you don't get there without the risk. And you look at the people who, um, you, you want to be like the Steve Jobs and the Gates. These guys took tremendous risks yes. doing things that people was like, yes. you're crazy. Yep. Nobody, there's no way we can fit that computer into every home. Yeah. Windows already has that market unlocked. What you doing? This Macintosh and this yeah, weird yeah, yeah. new interface, is yeah. one button. It's like, you know, it was crazy. And that guy like changed the entire world in terms of technology. Like Apple is like a cultural thing now. So Absolutely. it's like, you have to be a risk taker. And uh, if you really want to be, Wealthy, like there's no other way. Yeah, and be willing uh, to step outside, step outside. Um, step outside your comfort zone. You know, there's no, there's no elevation in your comfort zone. There's no, um, no prosperity in your comfort zone. It's it's certainly comfortable and it certainly does feel safe. Yeah. But again, if you're looking for freedom at the highest level, and if you're looking to excel and soar, then it requires us to step outside our comfort zone. And that's what we're doing, by the way. We, we're not there yet. <laughs> like, we ain't every, there. Everything we're saying, we've I told learned. You, we looked at the Amazon thing, and we've I was just like, two Yeah, we've learned through trials, <laughs> and we're still learning through trials. Yeah. Um, but it's. Uh, but we're com we're committed to the process. Yeah. We're committed to the process, and our vision for what our life should be is what allows us to stay the course, mm -hmm. right? You you have to have a vision for your life. Just like when you said, babe, about the budgeting, like what's your goal for the budgeting? So it's like if you're doing something, what's your goal? What's the end result? What's your end game? What's the vision you have for your life? Sometimes we don't even know what our vision is for our life because we get on the hamster wheel of life and we don't even stop to, to think, okay, what do I really want for myself? What's the legacy I want to leave? What's the mark I want to leave on this earth that lets people know, oh, I was here and I did something significant while I was here, right? Because after all, God created us all for a very unique purpose. He designed you to do something that only you could do. 
the way you can do it. And so the idea is to tap into that thing. And once you tap into that thing, commit to that thing. Commit to that thing because the thing that God designed you to do will be what opens up those doors for you. When you're operating and you're fully functioning in God's purpose for you, then you'll be able to do all those other things that you want to do. And all of these doors and opportunities will open themselves up for you because you're operating in your destined um, calling. So it all it all fits together for you. Not necessarily easily. There's opposition naturally, and there certainly will be spiritual opposition as you begin to try to get your life together. The other day I was sitting down thinking, babe, and I was saying to myself, isn't it interesting how when you're living in in sin, when you're living for self, when you're doing you and living however you want to live, no one bothers you. You just be straight chilling, living however you want to live, not facing no opposition. Mm-hmm. You in the club, you do, you drinking, you doing whatever you want to do. And life is gravy. Everything works like a well-oiled machine. The second you decide, I don't want to do these kind of things anymore. I actually want to, you know, change the direction of my life and sort of do this a little differently. Yeah. I don't want to go to those kind of places no more. I don't want to roll with that crowd no more. That's when the opposition starts to show up. Oh, because you better than people. You better. You oh, better you think you better. <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, now you don't know nobody. All of these kind of things. And you're like, Well, sometimes when you broke and you have no money to do nothing, it's like, oh, it's cool. And friends have no problem paying right? for you. Oh, I, no got you. I, you. I got you. I got you. When you're in a place now we could do a little better and you think, hey, I'm good to roll this. So all of a sudden it's like, oh, she's moving like she better. Yeah. It's a like, weird I don't really, dynamic. We don't, I don't really want to hang with you like that. You yeah. act like you're better than and you think you be- These are the kind of oppositions you start to face because now, guess what? Now you're a threat to the devil's plan to sabotage your life. Now you're a threat to his plan to abort the mission that God put inside of you when he created you. When you were living in sin and when you were doing things your way and living recklessly and doing things however you wanted to do it, you weren't a threat to the devil. You weren't a threat to him at that time. But the second you get right, the second you decide, I'm actually going to make some strides and make some radical changes and do things differently. And I, I see my life in a different place and I'm actually going to walk that out. Ooh, listen, expect the opposition. Expect the opposite. Don't be shocked when you lose friends. Don't be shocked when people come at you sideways. Don't be shocked when you're wondering where all the money went now that you finally decided you're trying to track it. Ride the wave. Ride the wave out. It gets better. It really does. Hi, Nettie. How are you, lover? Happy belated birthday. It looks like you had a blast in California. Hubby did good. Happy anniversary. Happy birthday. I saw a monster mosquito in here just now, and I'm like mm. shooketh, because I know he's coming for me. You always claim nothing's ever biting you, but I know that mosquito that I just saw is I'm coming just, straight I'm just for too me. Sweaty, yo. That mosquito's coming for me. I know it. I'm shook. I'm shook. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'm like disoriented sitting over here thinking about this. So this is week five, guys. We are wrapping up week five of the Money and Matrimony Summer Series that we did. Um, brought to you by the Throne Room Thoughts Podcast Live. This is week five. We committed to joining you guys for five weeks of talking about money and marriage and family and finance and everything in between, sharing with you guys what we've learned along this very challenging journey um, and just getting your insight as well and, and, and listening to what you guys have to say and what you guys have to contribute, which you guys did very, very well. We love you guys and we appreciate everything that you contributed and we thank you guys. Stay tuned to the Throne Room Thoughts podcast. I'll be back in the fall 
with all new episodes. I'll be back um, weekly as usual, and that will be season three. As I said before, the Throne Room Thoughts podcast and um, Throne Room Thoughts will be a year old in October. So stay tuned. There'll be some nice things happening for that one year anniversary. Stay tuned, guys. So we about to sign off because it's hot and we nervous because mm. a mosquito just went by and I can't have my life. That's, that just can't be my life. So stay tuned, guys. A lot of big changes. We're in a, we're in a transition phase right now. Um, but stay tuned. To God be the glory for it all. Stay tuned. Yeah, we have some great things to share in the fall. So um, thanks for being a part. And we'll see you when we see you. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Until next time, be bold, be powerful, and be victorious. Stay connected at throneroomthoughts at gmail.com. <laughs>